Talking Points Memo. What a noble nation would do about abortion. This is a simple equation. So we're no longer a noble nation. I hate to break it to everybody. I love my country. I'm very supportive of my country. In the past, generally speaking, we were noble. We weren't noble on slavery or Jim Crow laws. That wasn't noble. Okay, but we fought the wars to liberate billions of people around the world. We led that. And in the essence of the American character was a nobility that is gone. Because a noble nation wouldn't be having this abortion debate the way it's coming down. All the people, 100% of the people, would be in agreement that you save as many of the unborn as you can. If you do not subscribe to what I just said, you are not a noble person because you do not value life. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness is the formulation of our country. So now we have a country where you have fanatics on both sides, not just the pro-choice fanatics. Pro-life has its fanatics too. So if a woman is raped or a victim of incest or may die, you have to take that into consideration if you are a noble person. Now, your decision might be different than the person who was raped or the victim of incest or who may die. And that's all right. You may say, I'll sacrifice my life so that an unborn child can enter this world. And that's certainly noble. But you can't condemn. And these are the pro-lifers now talking to. But on the balance, the pro-choicers are, I just don't get the mindset. And we're going to have Monica Crowley come in and try to explain it to me in just a few minutes. I don't understand the mindset. If you can save an unborn child, you save the unborn child. Correct? Right? If you believe in the Judeo-Christian philosophy, you are compelled to do that. Because that's based upon a creator creating life. You don't spit in the eye of the creator and say, this life isn't worth saving. And who are you to make a judgment that a mass of cells on conception is not a human being? Who are you to make that judgment? I'm humble enough to say, I don't know, but I'm following the science. When a fetal heartbeat is detective, that's a human heart. It's not a mass of cells. That's the science. But these pro-lifers running around, reproductive rights, my body, my choice. What is this? What is this? You have no regard for the unborn at all? None? It's a tissue? You throw it in a waste paper basket? I know women who use abortion as birth control four or five times. What do you think about that? So these are questions that all Americans have to think about, okay? Now, when you get into the politics of it, there's not going to be a ban on abortions in America. 
even states like Oklahoma and Mississippi, Louisiana, that are going to restrict the procedure are not going to ban it because that would be against the Ninth Amendment. Okay, that would be like the Jim Crow laws. Well, we're going to ban all discrimination and all Americans of all colors are equal, but at certain states, ah, no, 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 we're going to set up laws so black people aren't equal. Well, what did the government do? Come right in and stopped it. That's what will happen if a state tries to overall ban abortion. It won't happen. The federal government will intrude. But the states will be able to say no abortion after 15 weeks, 18 weeks, whatever it may be, just like Europe does. Do you know that the liberal, secular European countries have more stringent laws against abortion than we do? Do you know that New York State and California are the most extreme abortion laws on the planet? On the planet! Worse than China! Do you know that? Okay. So, this weekend, thank God, and I mean that literally, there, there was a call to attack Catholic churches, okay, across the country by the abortion extremists attacked the Catholic churches. Didn't happen, as far as we know, and we did a, a, an extensive search, except in New York City. And even there, it was muted. There was some nut who went up to a church, old St. Patrick's Cathedral downtown, and demonstrated, uh, you know, in a very lewd way against the Catholic Church. Okay. But that was a singular situation. It didn't get out of control. In Boston, there was one arrest when a pro-life speaker was attacked by a 25-year-old man who had a lock and a sock and tried to hurt the pro-life speaker. Boston police arrested. The man will be charged. I hope. I hope. Okay. So here we have a situation that is not out of control yet. But the worst of the worst is Senator Charles Schumer from New York. He is the worst of the worst when it comes to the unborn. And now he is a Jew. He says he's observant, just like Joe Biden says he's observant as a Catholic. You can't do what Biden and Schumer are doing and say you're observant. I'm not judging anybody. But you just can't. Because, as I said, in the Judeo-Christian philosophy, a creator puts life on the planet. That's it. And if you deny the life, then you can't buy into the philosophy. But again, there are extenuating circumstances that we must take into account. Not just black and white. Now, Schumer and all the leaders of the Democratic Party, including Biden and Harris and, and Pelosi, none of them objected to the protesters going to the homes of Justice Kavanaugh and Chief Justice Roberts on Saturday. None of them objected to it. They went to their homes. There is a federal law against that. It isn't 
a legal demonstration. All of those people could have been arrested. It's a violation of federal law to do that. They were not arrested. And Biden didn't tell them to stand down as a responsible president would have. But again, the worst is Schumer, who throws gasoline on the abortion fire. Roll the tape. Republicans will have two choices. They can own the destruction of women's rights, or they can reverse course and work to prevent the damage. Count me as skeptical that they'll do the latter. Republicans have been on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of America. The destruction of women's rights. All right, Chuck, what about the destruction of the unborn to the tune of millions? What about them? Any sympathy? Anything? No. You know why? Because Schumer has to run again for the Senate in New York, and he fears Ocasio-Cortez primarying him from the far left. So now Schumer has become Mr. Progressive, selling out any Judeo-Christian philosophy 100%, just as Biden sold out his doctrine on the Catholic Church. Sorry, it's the truth. I was going to run an NPR soundbite from Nina Tottenberg that says uh, some conservative leaked the uh, uh, memo by um, Alito, but I'm not going to do it. You know what NPR is. You know what they all are. So let's bring in Miss Monica Crowley, who uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because I saw in a paper that you went to some book party by Tina Brown with a bunch of liberal women. And you, you are a conservative woman. You work in the Bush in the Trump administration, but you do mingle with the other side, all right? And you know what they say and stand for. So, am I being too tough on on Schumer? Am I am I lost here? No, you're exactly right. This is all politics all the time, Bill, and it goes back to the original Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 when my original boss, President Nixon, was president. And I remember talking to President Nixon about the Roe v. Wade decision, and he said nobody saw it coming. Not him, not his White House, not his administration. Nobody saw that decision coming. But you'll recall that at the time, the women's liberation movement was just beginning. Gloria Steinem and and the rest of them were really pushing women's lib, right? So when that decision came down, that became a very useful weapon for the left to tell women that this was helpful for them, that they wouldn't be burdened with a baby, that they could pursue all kinds of career options or whatever path they wanted to in life without being taxed by a baby. So they have for five decades now sold this line to women that a child is a burden, that they should be on a career track, family should come second, third, or last. And it, it was a women's empowerment message And by doing that, Bill, they were able to lock in women voters for the left, for the Democratic Party, for 50 years now. But the difference now is that science has intervened. And, you know, throughout the whole pandemic, the left has been screaming, worship the science. 
Well, now we actually have science in terms of sonograms and other things where women and men can see that there is a real human being from the moment of conception. But they don't, really, they don't consider that, that it really, a human being. But dynamic. Monica, Monica, they don't consider it a human being. They're never going to say, yeah, I, I'm for killing a human being. They're never going to do that, no matter how much evidence the science presents, no matter what you say. But I'm... I'm want to try to get the people, the liberal women that you know, do they not care at all about the unborn? Is it just they don't think about it? Is it denial? What is it? I, I will tell you one thing, not on women, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But I have a friend who's a very famous Hollywood actor, like a legend, iconic. And he's also like nearly a communist. And he said to me that for his whole life, he was always pro-choice, pro-abortion until he started to have children. And the moment he started to have children, he changed his mind on the entire issue. And I said, well, then why don't you come out publicly and say you are now pro-life? And he said, I could never work in Hollywood again if I did that. I think that there's that's part of it. I think when you're asking me about women, left-wing women have been so indoctrinated for so long that that abortion rights are part of their identity as well as part of their politics that they will never see a baby, whether it's moment of conception or in some states now where they want to make it legal to kill the baby up to the moment of birth. Yes, yeah, New York. Never see that as a child they see it as politics so they won't admit it's a child even up to 10 minutes before it could be birth when it's sustainable outside the womb when it has all its features when it is a functioning human being it just hasn't entered the world yet they still won't admit it's a human being is that what you're telling me that is correct, okay. because to do that bill would be a moral Yeah, it shatters the whole thing. So they put their own agenda, whether it be social or political, above a human being. That's what you're telling me. Yes. 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 Okay. And okay. All right. All right. Just stay there. <laughs> stay there. So when you know that, can you deal with them? See, I can't. If I know... Yeah. A person smart enough to know what is true, but would kill or allow the unborn to be killed anyway, because it's expedient and easy for them, like your actor friends, oh, I, I, my job portfolio is more important than saving anybody. If I know that, I can't deal with those people, Monica. Can you? Yeah. No, I find it appalling, Bill, and I find it evil. So did and, anybody and I, talk I, to you in a, in a Tina Brown book party? Because well, they're all party. in that category. Everyone that was in there that I saw the names, except for you, was in that I don't care about anyone born under any circumstances. If they want to cut their throat, they should be able to. They being the physicians and the politicians who allow it. Yeah. So that book party was actually before this leak about Roe v. Wade, so nobody was talking about abortion. There were two other conservatives at the party, Bill, who sought me out and whispered in my ear, I'm pro-Trump also, I'm a conservative also, and I said, why are you whispering? And he said, because, because we're at this party. I don't want to be thrown out. All right, I got it. Now, Ms. Monica yeah. is going to uh, fill in for me at the end of the month. I have to go out to California. 
uh, for some business out there. Uh, I'm not going to get into it specifically, but I will say that this operation on television and radio, because we now have about 70 stations listening to the No Spin News uh, at night on the radio, thanks to WABC, our flagship station, which has been such a success. So as we expand worldwide, sometimes I'm going to have to go to places to make deals because I am a big shot. So um, Monica is going to fill in for me at the end of the month. I don't usually have fill-ins. And I told Monica before we started this interview, I said, you're the only one that I would allow at this point to sit in the chair for me because you're going to deliver pretty much what I deliver, which is a common sense approach to making the lives of our listeners and viewers better, which is when you boil this whole thing down, that's what we do. We want to make your life better. All right. We want to give you the truth. And so you, to steer you in a direction of prosperity and happiness. That's why we're on the air. And that's why we've been the most successful independent news agency in the world. There's nobody as successful as we are. I've been doing this now for five years. There's nobody that has the revenue stream or the distribution stream. Nobody. And it's not even close. And this isn't a podcast per se. It's not what we are. We are a newscast. And we do this. uh, And I'm very, very happy on the way it's going. But all of that is self-aggrandizement. I wanted just to introduce you to Monica again, reintroduce you, that she will be here at at the end of the um, month. Anything you want to say about that? Well, I want to say thank you, Bill, for asking me to do it and for putting me back in the chair. I haven't done that since I went into the Trump administration. So it's been a couple of years. I'm really looking forward to it. Love your show. Love you. Love your audience. So I'm very excited. And I thank you again. Thank you very much, as always. We appreciate it, and you know that. George Floyd protests. This is interesting. You know, we have a lot of protests now about Roe v. Wade, okay? Well, you go back to May 25th, 2020, not that long ago, two years ago, okay? And you had riots all over the United States objecting to the demise of George Floyd. In fact, 13,000. 600 people were arrested in those coast-to-coast riots, 13,600. Well, what happened to those people? An organization called the Prosecution Project, all right, follows this. And this is based in George Mason University in Virginia, okay? Now, I think the project's in D.C. So, out of the 13,600 arrested... Charged possible trial, 11. Charged no trial, that means dismissal, 45. Guilty plea on a part of the rioters, 109. Found not guilty, 55. Total cases in the system, again, out of 13,600, 1,482, around 10%. Now, the people that were arrested, by and large, are the bad, bad, bad people, not the people who didn't throw bricks at the cops or set fires. These are the worst, the worst, all right? The 13,600 that they actually arrested and booked and took in because the cop has to write a report. So justify taking the person down and giving it to the district attorney. He's got to write the report. He's not going to say, well, I, I saw some guy who was just had a sign. I arrested him. No, 
So less than 10% of the worst were adjudicated. Is that amazing? Okay. Town by town. Portland, Oregon, arrested 1,100, prosecuted 165. Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, more than 3,000, all right, arrested, prosecuted about 2,000. That's not a bad record. New York City, 5,000 arrested. The city will not say how many were prosecuted. However, in Manhattan, the DA dropped 64% of the cases, and in Brooklyn, 83% of the serious cases were dismissed. San Francisco, 127 protesters arrested in the George Floyd riots, zero prosecuted, no one. Houston, 796 arrested, 194 prosecuted. L.A., more than 3,000 arrested, 210 prosecuted, about 5%. Minneapolis, 800 arrested, 95% dismissed. How about that? Is that justice? Joining us now from Washington, D.C., Julio Rosas. He is the author of a new book, which I've read and I recommend, called Fiery But Mostly Peaceful. That's a kind of sarcastic title. The 2020 Riots and the Gaslighting of America. It uh, came out May 3rd, the same time Killing the Killers came out. And I hope you buy both books. All right, uh, Julio, I gave the stats to the folks. You don't quibble with any of those stats, do you? No, no, I certainly do not. Okay. So on, based on your eyewitness reporting, because you were in these riots, many of them, what were the worst situations that you saw? Well, probably the worst place was Minneapolis was at the, at the start of everything because just the country was just really unprepared because, you know, before everything was centered around COVID and the emergency response to that. So Minneapolis, in terms of scale, in terms of people who participate in the riots, in, in my opinion, was, was that I personally covered, it, it, it was the worst. I mean, yeah, we, we have these stats about people who, who, who were arrested. And don't get me wrong, obviously a lot of people were, but uh, I can just tell you that it doesn't really reflect uh, just really how how many people were partaking in this. I mean, just looting, vandalism, uh, even worse, you know, destruction, uh, probably setting things on fire. I mean, we're, we're talking about thousands of people in just in just one city, like like Minneapolis. And in, in that case, it's technically like two cities with, with, <laughs> with St. Paul being right next door, which also experienced some pretty extensive damage as well. So um, it, it's, it, it's a pretty damning indictment on our justice system and and you have to also think about kind of how uh what we're seeing today right i mean the now, part of the reason well, why wait, we're wait, seeing wait, this crime let's, let's stay let's stay with minneapolis for a minute did the police in minneapolis when you were there and watching did they do their job or did they stand down uh, they 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 tried uh to the best of their ability but in and when i got onto the ground on that first thursday outside the third precinct which was the night when they were ordered to evacuate and it was eventually set on fire. But, but prior to that, they, they didn't have the manpower to stop uh, just the lawlessness that was happening. I mean, right across the street, uh, at, there was a whole, uh, uh, you know, stores and businesses like a Target and a grocery store, along with several other ones uh, that were just being looted uh, th- throughout the entire day. And the police and couldn't stop And you say the cops didn't have enough people to stop it. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. 
I don't know if they wanted because they, to they were they were primarily they were primarily focused on protecting the third precinct because uh, yeah because they the, were store and they and they yeah. burned down that precinct they they failed in protecting it that precinct was burned to the ground so I think I see it a little bit differently than you do and remember you have more credibility than I have because you were there and I was not there but I don't think that the mayors of these towns wanted a strict enforcement of the anti-rioting laws. I don't, and I think that message was, the cops picked that message up. Now, you were also in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where uh, the infamous uh, Rittenhouse case took, uh, that's where that was. What did you see there? So with specifically the Rittenhouse case, I mean, well, first off, I mean, the, the context is that this happened in a riot. I mean, mainstream media has just been consistently labeled the Rittenhouse shootings taking place during a protest, which is not the case at all. I mean, they, the rioters were attacking the county courthouse for a third night in the row. Uh, they, they were attacking the National Guardsmen. It wasn't just police anymore. They were attacking National Guardsmen. And so uh, naturally, in response to that, the law enforcement pushed them away from the courthouse. The problem is, and again, this kind of goes back to manpower, uh, they, they pushed the rioters away from the courthouse towards the people who were protecting uh, private property from further damage because uh, in the previous days, when they couldn't get close to the courthouse, they then decided to destroy other things that were unprotected. And so with the Rittenhouse case specifically, it's just, I mean, it just creates, when you have this power vacuum that's created uh, in these, you know, very chaotic uh, incidents, you're going to get examples like, like how Rittenhouse. Okay. So um, I think it's safe to say that there was very little planning, that the police were not supported by... Uh, the politicians, by and large, certainly in New York City here, the politicians didn't want to prosecute any of the looters, any of the people who hurt police officers and civilians. Cy Vance was the attorney general, uh, was the district attorney, I should say, in New York City. He had no interest in prosecuting anyone. And San Francisco, L.A., Chicago was the same way. Then you write a little bit about the capital situation where uh, there was a much more robust response to those who violated the Capitol, broke in and created mayhem there, correct? Yes. And, 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 that's, and that's kind of what makes January 6th so frustrating. Having covered, you know, both the 2020 riots and January 6th is that, um, you know, again, that, that, was, that was a riot and, and people did do bad things. But when you look at kind of how hard the hammer came down on people who didn't even who didn't even, who weren't even accused of rioting or, or being violent, they still, they still got the book thrown at them pretty hard. When And then you contrast that to like the Portland federal courthouse and the month long siege that took place. I mean, there were people who were, uh, who were accused of attacking police officers and they had their cases dismissed. And so really when it comes to, you know, you know, violence begets violence and, and it, we're, it just creates this cycle that, that, that we're kind of in right now, and that's why there's concern with uh, leftist reaction if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Uh, they, you know, there's going to probably, you know, there's, there's a good chance that they can go back to their previous playbook because they were able to get away with so much for so long. Possible. I'm hoping not. We're not seeing that level of violence as we saw with the Floyd situation. There is a difference, though, um, in Minneapolis and Kenosha, Wisconsin, and New York City and San Francisco. These are local crimes. All right, so they're adjudicated on the local level. In the Capitol, that is a federal crime. And it's much more serious to violate federal law than state law. It, it sounds hollow because if you kill a person in a state or you kill a federal official, they're both dead. 
But the federal apparatus is, is much tougher than the state apparatus, particularly in a liberal place like Portland, Oregon, so they don't really care about enforcing the law. Did you factor that into your analysis of January 6th vis-a-vis George Floyd? You know, absolutely. And, and as I say in the book, like, it's not surprising that, uh, that, the, uh, that the people who did break into the Capitol had, had the hammer kind of brought down on them. Uh, but, but the issue is, is that when, when we're talking about whether or not, uh, you know, like what is justice and, and what is just, well, you would think that the DOJ would, would look at, uh, especially again, and that's why I point to the federal courthouse in Portland because that, that, that was federal property. And yeah, granted, a federal courthouse is not on the same level in terms of significance as, as the Capitol building. But when we're, when we're talking about consequences, you know, my opinion, anybody, you know, it doesn't matter what their causes or, you know, what, what, what their, what their side is, but when you go out and commit criminal acts, especially to people who had nothing to do with whatever outrage was being caused, uh, you know, they should, they should be held, they should be held accountable to, to that fact. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I can personally attest to that a friend of mine who was a freelance photographer, uh, he got swept up and the FBI is going after him, even though he didn't uh, commit any crimes at all. Uh, and so it's and just, he was in he was in the Capitol building taking pictures, I assume. No, no, he was outside. He never went inside. So he was outside. And the FBI arrested him outside. Uh, it, it was you no. Know, this was months after the fact. Okay, he got caught up on surveillance. I'm sure. All right, Julio. The book is fiery, but mostly peaceful. And uh, if you want to know what the inside stuff is on the George Floyd riots, that is the book. We appreciate your time very much. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. I went to mass on Sunday, as I usually do, and I was expecting the priest to say something about the pro-life movement. No. So I called a bunch of Catholic friends of mine around the country who attend mass, and I said, did your priest say anything about it? No, nobody did. So I'm going, this is the biggest story in America right now. This is a basic tenet of the Catholic Church. And none of the clerics say anything. So we did a search of the bishops and the cardinals and the archbishops. No. Everybody's praying for the unborn. That's good. They're all praying. Okay. They all are saying, you know, life is sacred. Okay. But none of them are getting involved with the politics of this. None of them on the Catholic side. So 
the importance of that is that the pro-life movement doesn't have any backup. So the pro-choice movement has an entire political party, the Democrats, entire entertainment industry, entire news industry, the president, the vice president, all promoting pro-choice. What does the pro-life side have? The one body where millions of people are the American Catholic Church, silent on the politics of it. Pope Francis, no. So if you know why, please write me an email, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com, because I don't know why. I mean, it's obvious that the bishops who are in charge of the individual diocese are telling their priests, don't say anything. That has to be happening. Now, I know there are individual priests, and some of them are probably watching me and listening to me right now, that do. But you're in a minority. So the pro-life people are believers, and they are appalled at the direction America is going. I said yesterday, we should all be working together, every single one of us, American citizens, to make abortion, as Bill Clinton once said, rare, to save as many unborn as we can. That's what we all should be doing. But that's not what's happening, obviously. But the pro-life believers, the individual Americans who are pro-life, You don't have a backup. There's no backup. So to me, I I, I was sitting there in Sunday Mass going, nothing on the biggest moral issue in the country that the Catholic Church is behind pro-life and you don't have anything to say about it? That's what happened. Trump will be allowed back on Twitter. This is uh, big for him. He says he's not going back. He will. Um, So Elon Musk is going to take it over probably by the end of the year. So Trump will be reinstated. The founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, this was an interesting soundbite. He said uh, that this was immoral to take Trump off. Um, Wrong to ban Trump. It was bad business. And it was morally wrong to do it. That's Dorsey. Now, Dorsey's not in charge anymore. All right. So when Musk takes over, Trump will be back. And if Trump wants to run for president, now he's got a communications device that reaches hundreds of millions of people. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door 
or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A lawsuit uh, filed by the state of Florida. Attorney General Ashley Moody has sued the Biden administration. Didn't get a lot of publicity. Um, and basically the lawsuit is that the Biden administration is allowing the release of illegal migrants into the United States, and that's a violation of federal law. Okay? So the Biden administration uh, filed for dismissal of the lawsuit. And yesterday, Judge Kent Wetherill II, appointed by Trump, denied it. And here's what the judge said. Put it up on the screen. Quote, Clearly and unambiguously, the laws state that aliens arriving at the border shall be detained, not that they may be detained, and that the cited provisions of 1225 expressly require aliens to be detained until removal proceedings have concluded, and that does not authorize defendants to circumvent the mandatory detention requirement as it is allegedly doing through the challenge policies. So that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So the Biden administration says, we don't really care that the federal law at the border says you have to detain until the asylum claim or whatever is ruled on. We don't, we don't care. We're going to bus them or fly them into wherever they want to go in the United States. Direct violation. Of the law. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because if this lawsuit is successful by the state of Florida, which it may be, that's grounds for impeachment on Joe Biden. Just this. Now, just keep your eye on it. Nobody else reporting it. No spin news is unique. Okay, Penske truck leasing. So, you want to move and you want to pay a big mover to come in, you throw all your gear in Penske. So Penske has listed the top cities where Americans are moving to based upon the rental data. Top city, number one, Houston. I'm surprised. You know, Houston, you got some problems down there. It's a little hot and humid. Nice town. I uh, was there in December. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Vegas. Yeah, a lot of opportunity in Vegas. Phoenix. Sunbelt down there. Charlotte, North Carolina. Hot, hot, hot town. Not climate-wise. It's a little warm in the summer, but Charlotte real estate market's smoking. Denver, San Antonio, Dallas. 
So people want to go to Texas, obviously. Orlando, Florida, Austin, Texas, third Texas city. Chicago, surprise. Must be the suburbs of Chicago. I mean, I don't think people are clamoring to go downtown, all those social problems. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And here is a study from the University of Bath in England. Okay? So I've been to Bath. And the reason to go to Bath is you got Roman ruins there. Okay, the Romans had a big encampment in Bath. Nice town. It's um, west of London. Anyway, the university studied 154 people between the ages of 18 and 72 who use social media a lot daily. Okay? And the conclusion was, if you don't go on social media for a week, one week, then everything in your life gets better. Okay? So you have an improved mood, less anxiety, bigger appetite, I guess, and no depression, and it's better. So if you're a big social media user and you go cold turkey for a week and don't use it, everything in your life goes up. Isn't that interesting? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So final thought of the day, I get thousands of letters from all over the world, and I read as many as I can, which is, I'd say, 50%. You know, my, we, when they come in, we have screeners, so if you're cursing at me or something like that, it just gets thrown away. But the good, intelligent letters get to me, all of them. But what I'm seeing is a lot of conspiracy stuff, okay? And it's starting to bother me. So Dan who lives in the villages in Florida, village is a big O'Reilly territory. He writes me, put the, on, and let me read you this letter. Bill, do you think that it's possible the Mexican cartels are paying the Democratic Party in return for the Biden administration keeping the southern border open? No, <laughs> that's impossible. That would never happen. That's crazy conspiracy that a criminal enterprise that sells narcotics would pay one of the two major political parties in America to keep the border open. So I know this stuff floats around on the internet all the time. These conspiracy things, I get them at least five to 10 a day. The most insane. Now I'm not mocking Dan, Uh, you know, I, I don't do that, but think about it. How crazy that is. Now, these websites, they don't care how crazy 
all they want is clicks. So they're going to put up all these misleading headlines. I see it every day in my research. They mislead you so that you click in and they can tell the advertiser, we have this many people. But it, it's a lie. And once you see something that that's outlandish, don't go to that place anymore. You know, life's too short for that. There are honest websites like BillOReilly.com. It's honest. We never do that. Everything has to be backed up. By fact, we don't do conspiracies here. You know, I wrote Killing Kennedy. The biggest conspiracy in modern times was that everybody shot JFK, except Oswald. And I debunked every one of them with FBI documents, with local police documents, document, 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 document. All that Kennedy conspiracy stuff was just bull, okay? That's the biggest, but every day I see conspiracies. Don't get caught up in that. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.